0: interview series. In this week's episode, I interview Andrew, who's going to be doing another podcast with me. So let's get into it. Interesting character. Here we go. So I'm gonna start now. All right. So who are you?
1: Uh, My name is Andrew Holloway.
0: All right. And what got you into fitness and working out?
1: To be honest with you, even when I was a kid, I've always admired strength. So whenever I would see somebody who was very strong, very powerful, I always admired that. And, um, and there was a point where I started doing martial arts. And that's what really gave me the, you know, the driving force to actually start working out myself. Because up until that point, I had only really admired people who did martial arts. But I'd never decided to get in the gym myself and do it. But once I started doing jiu-jitsu and things like that, Obviously, I'm actually a pretty small guy and so jiu-jitsu is more difficult the smaller you are and so That really gave me the motivation to start becoming as strong as I could possibly become so that I could actually hold my own because yes, you need as much technique as possible, but <laughs> I Mean five to ten pounds of muscles doesn't hurt either, right? So that, that's what really did it for me,
0: right? Right. If you could go back in time, would would there be anything you'd change about your training? Or was there like a lesson that you learned later on that you wish that you might have learned a little sooner would have helped you out?
1: Yeah, I think that um, I had this mentality, and I think most Americans do. We have this mentality in sports because... I've participated in 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 sports recreationally throughout my life and obviously, you know, Mm -hmm. I I picked up on this mentality very early on Which was one I call it the one more rep mentality Okay, so it let's say you're gonna do three sets of five or you're gonna do five sets of five It's this idea of okay. We did five now do one more rep and I think that most of the time like sometimes that's a good idea This idea that you need to eke out one more rep sometimes can be very beneficial because it makes you tough mentally. Mm -hmm. But when it comes down to martial arts, when it comes down to strength training, what are we doing? That's what we have to ask ourselves. What is the end goal? And the end goal for me, I can't speak for anybody else. The end goal for me is skill acquisition. Right. I want to be as good as possible at this set of skills. Mm Mm-hmm. And so what do I have to do for that? And most of the time, what it means is like you don't go to exhaustion. I learned this from studying basketball players because um, uh, if you think about sports, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going on a bit of a tangent. I hope that's OK. Oh,
0: that's fine. That's the purpose of this.
1: If you look at sports like basketball or uh, professional football, th- this is these are sports that people should pay attention to. Why? Well, because there's a lot of money around them. So they have a lot of dollars pouring in to figure out what the best way to perform is. Right. And so you can actually get a lot of good science from them. Like you look at these, uh, you know, pharmaceutical companies. Why are their pills so effective? Because there's a lot of money around it. And what I learned from these basketball stars was there was one coach and he said, once you start missing, stop shooting. So if you're practicing your free throw, uh, you know, or you're practicing your jumper, I don't know anything about right. basketball. But once, it, once you start missing your shots, just stop shooting. The guy asked him, he said, why? And he said, because all you're practicing after you start missing is you're just practicing being bad. I believe it was the great hockey player Wayne Gretzky who said, like, perfect practice makes perfect. It's not practice makes
0: perfect. Oh, that's very good. That's, that's really good conversation that's really interesting I never thought of that
1: yeah 100% because you're training your nervous system so your nervous system will repeat what you tell it to do uh, it's called the said principle in exercise science said means a specific adaptation to impose demand that is to say you will get good at what you do repeatedly and so
0: right make a habit of winning you're going to continue to win You just train to win right
1: precisely train to win is a great way to summarize it train to win i was reading a book by uh brian mckenzie i believe it was called uh, i'm gonna get the title wrong it's like strength power endurance or or something like that you had these cross-country runners and what they would do is the old paradigm was that you would just run as much as possible for these marathons for these you know those uh the super long races where it's just like, wow, like Iron Man's and stuff. Are you
0: talking about like the back in the Olympians where they ran to basically exhaustion and death?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about that paradigm essentially. Okay. Brian McKenzie came along with this. I have the book right here. There it is. Power, Speed, Endurance by Brian McKenzie. There we go. What he did was completely different. And I don't know if he pioneered it, but he definitely advocated it in his book. And what you do is first you acquire the skill of running. So you're not running 10 miles in the mountains or some bullshit. First, you perfect your technique. And then after you perfect your technique, you introduce a little bit of stress. So maybe, for example, I make you do 10 burpees, 20 burpees. And then I'll have you try to run. So now i put you under a higher metabolic demand. Oh, I see. And so now you have to perform the same technique. Because you and I both know in jiu-jitsu, the more tired you are, the more your technique falls apart. True. And the idea is to basically make your technique as pristine as possible and then gradually introduce stress. And so I firmly believe in that. And that's... I. I just talk about a long walk for a short drink water. That's the advice that I would give to my younger self training is do the technique so slowly that it is impossible to make a mistake.
0: Oh, that's a great one.
1: And then ramp it up from there. Do it so slowly that it's impossible to make a mistake. And then just make it harder every day and harder and harder and harder. And pretty soon, if you make it harder every day, you'll become hard.
0: Okay, nice. If you went to go get a meal, you went out to eat something, Mm. and you stepped away from the table, what would be the thing in your order that would basically tell your friends and family that that's your meal? Like, what's the one telling sign? I
1: like that question. That's a fun question. Um, Mm -hmm. To be honest with you, it would be a burger with onions and mustard on it. Just mustard and onions only. They're like, oh, that's Andrew's burger right there. (laughs)
0: was it uh, french's mustard you're talking just yellow mustard
1: uh just any mustard but yeah french's I normally get french's but yeah if it's a burger or if you saw some uh chips and it was some salt and vinegar chips you'd be like oh that's you know that's Andrew's right there
0: so we're talking about a burger with mustard and onions with salt and vinegar chips and they're gonna know that's yours
1: oh unmistakable like that's gotta be Andrew who else is that gonna be
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome what is the spiciest thing you've ever had
1: and the thing about this quite i like this question but the thing about it i know they have a bunch of spicy challenges going around now where people will like i don't know shove a ghost pepper in their rectal cavity or whatever but <laughs> the, spi- uh, <laughs> the spiciest thing i've ever had man is probably nothing nothing special um jalapenos dude like i'm weak man like jalapenos <laughs>
0: A jalapeno? Yeah, yeah.
1: I was at this Mexican restaurant, dude. <laughs> I was at this Mexican restaurant, and they didn't tell me that they had jalapenos with the seeds in it at this Mexican restaurant. Right. And so I just started digging in, like, you know, just enjoying myself. I, You know, I thought I was going to have a good day. I was just eating my food, and then it, my mouth just started heating up, <laughs> and I flagged down this poor lady who didn't speak a lick of English. I flag her down and I'm like, "Hey, do you have some milk?" And she said, "Oh, yeah, okay, okay." And she brings me like this room temperature milk, <laughs> and, <it's just> like, <laughs> and I'm like, and I tell her, "I'm like, why is it warm?" And like she's like, "I don't, I don't know, I don't know." I'm like, "Okay, yeah." But that, that's the hottest <laughs> thing I ever had, man. It was just a jalapeno.
0: <laughs> wow. So, what would it take for you to do another one,
1: another like something jalapeno? hotter?
0: A uh, jalapeno let's say habanero what would it be would it be like ten dollars like probably. a cha- <laughs> oh not much okay cool like 10 bucks what? i've met people that have had habaneros and they said there'd be there'd be no amount of money no amount of fame you know that would that would change it it would have Pussies. to be like uh someone's life is on the Pussies.
1: line <laughs> i'm just <laughs> kidding i'm just kidding no nah, like 10 bucks yeah
0: about 10 bucks it wouldn't take much you just do it for the experience <laughs> yeah
1: yeah yeah man i (laughs) I like having stories man i love collecting stories oh okay um like the billionaire investor charlie munger i don't know if you've ever seen charlie munger's interviews but like i haven't he just has a bunch of stories and he's super interesting to listen to because he can just regale you with so many stories it's like yeah that's what it's about man
0: oh very cool very cool what would be your one month goal and then what would be your three to five year goal and anything. It could be your hobby, your career. It could be health-related. Do you have anything?
1: Yes, I do. I have it broken down into a spreadsheet, to be honest with you. Oh, very cool.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I don't know, man. I take I take life very seriously. E- even though I come off as a very, you know, carefree guy, I, I take life very seriously. So, I, I try to... Because we're we're playing a serious game. There was a great life coach by the name of Jim Rohn, and he said the game that you're playing is so dangerous that everyone has died. Oh, there you go. So every person, mm-hmm. every person who's played the game of life has died. That's how dangerous the game we play is. You know, whether or not there is a respawn or a save point is another question. But um, yeah, so for my three to five month goal, I want to. Um, I want to start doing uh, I already talked to you about this on the podcast but I want to start doing negative uh, chin-ups one-arm chin-ups yeah so I will only do the uh, the eccentric part of the exercise Mm -hmm. and as far as my three to five year goals I want to be in the best possible physical condition that I can so I want to be able to do an iron cross I want to be able to do a Maltese and these are uh, gymnastics terms so for the people listening at home um, uh, what, what would be a good way to explain a Maltese yeah you can yeah, they can fucking google it yeah just google it it's,
0: uh, it's like an iron cross but uh, horizontal instead of vertical
1: that's a great way to explain yes yes yeah beautiful um, so yes, these were
0: goals my- of mine before too. These—that's funny because a lot of these were—we have similar goals. Really? I just, yeah, I just kind of uh injured my shoulder and my wrist a lot doing jujitsu that I kind of stopped ah. pursuing those so much. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know exactly what these are. Just very—these are very good goals,
1: dude. I'm—I'm I'm happy you know what I'm talking about, and—and and when we were doing the podcast, like. I could see that you really appreciated like how difficult it was when I told you that I could do three sets of five L sit ring pull-ups. Dude, yeah, like, you could really appreciate the, cause like I couldn't do it for a long time, and I could tell you actually understood. What a feat that would be.
0: Yeah, it was something I kind of dismissed when I was doing them because on a straight bar, the L-sits are... You can kind of cheat and get through it, right? Yeah. But on the rings, your form has to be a lot harder. So I was just like, okay, yeah, I know what that's like. That really sucks. You have to have a really strong false grip Mm. in order for you to actually have proper form so, like, a core can go up, right? Because if you don't have that false grip, then your shoulder's not really going... I I don't know how to explain it, but it's not going to wing properly. So it's going to yeah Mm -hmm. you're so it's gonna be a lot more difficult than if you were to false grip i guess because like the angle i'm not really sure how to describe it something that you can kind of feel
1: well the fact of the matter is whenever you do what's a pulling exercise with some machines on a rowing machine or something like this Mm -hmm. or even a pushing exercise like a bench press most of the time you have a surface that you can use to stabilize yourself Oh, true. Sure. so if you're doing rows on a machine another pulling exercise you can use the seat that you're sitting on to stabilize yourself or if you're doing bench press you can use the bench right. to stabilize yourself with rings and the reason it's so difficult part of the reason is because the only thing that you have as a platform to generate force against because you have to you know create a force that goes against something in order to move yourself right the only thing that you have as a platform to generate force is your own shoulder and so you have to stabilize your shoulder as much as you can that's true yep but yeah dude i mean you told me you could do um you could do three sit pull-ups on the rings which like people don't get it like that's a lot of pulling strength on the rings yeah that's no joke
0: yeah and on the on the fourth one i usually die like halfway up because my <laughs> yeah. shoulders kind of yeah you the start, form like, just screaming
1: goes, in your apartment like ah! <laughs> yeah the form
0: just goes out the window after when you're about to burn out you know what i mean we're like yeah mm-hmm. you just try as hard as you can
1: <laughs> but those rings but, yeah. do you good though man i've been in the gym rolling and i'll be in the depths of an armbar and like somebody's about to armbar me but i have an s grip you know the last defense <laughs> the s grip yeah and um they're just trying to pry my hands apart and they're like, dude, your hands are strong as fuck and I'm like I'm a small dude, you know? And I'm just like, Oh yeah, dude, rings. Like that's all I say, like rings. And they're like, oh, okay.
0: Yeah, same. When I when I first started, like, I would just be able to hold on to the lapel forever, and they were really? like, how do you do this? Yeah, it's like rings. I just yeah, like it's not that bad. We
1: we lose perspective because we do it all the time, the rings and stuff. So we don't realize like that it's not normal until people tell us like. Oh, yeah, I had a, uh-huh.
0: I had a youngster uh, tell me like he's like, damn, you're really strong, and I was like, oh, I've heard this meme before. It means like I'm trying to overpower, you know. Oh jiu-jitsu. yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, I thought that's what he said. He's like, no, 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 no. I was like, no, I'm serious. Like, I thought I had that arm bar, and I thought I had all these, but, like, you somehow just can pull out of it. He's like, I've gone against other people that are bigger than you that'll tap. And I was like, thanks, dude. But, yeah, I understand. It's like, I I honestly think it's mostly forearm strength. I think a lot of people don't work out their extremities, like forearms and hands. And
1: that's what makes gymnastics so powerful, man, is, like, it (laughs) – uh, I don't know if you know about a Zahabi or Zahabi. Oh, I know. That. That yeah. Correct. Uh-huh. Oh, perfect. Okay. I don't need to explain anything. Good, good, good. So, um, one of the number one, what would you call that strength sports? You know, you have Olympic lifting, you have CrossFit. One of the number one strength sports he recommended for martial arts was gymnastics. Mm-hmm. Uh, rings specifically and I was like why? And then I started doing it and then I was like oh okay I understand <laughs> like I get it now like yeah, because most of the time you think you want a big bench press you want to be able to push people away but with martial arts most of the time you're just pulling people close to you and holding them yeah, or you're punching. Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh,
0: I can give you the reason why I got into gymnastic training uh,
1: why, why did you do it?
0: It was um, the Martinez brothers they were break dancers right? And so Oh no I didn't know. Oh they were break dancers that got into jiu and then they became champions right but i've huh. always viewed gymnastics and break dancing as like one is classy and one is street mm mm-hmm. So you have street gymnastics, which is breakdancing, and then you have actual gymnastics in the Olympic, which is, it's like breakdancing, but then they like stunt a lot, right? So I always thought they had the best body Mm -hmm. and they had the flexibility and what they can do, like contort their body was like perfect. Mm. So I decided I've never seen an old gymnastics person that was out of shape with a bunch of injuries.
1: Dude, hundred percent. And so
0: that's why I got into gymnastics training.
1: Wow, dude, I, I never thought about that. But yeah, if you look at dancers, if you look at gymnastics guys,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like all when they're in their fifties or sixties, obviously they're not as young as they used to be, but there's not that fragility that you see with people who are like, you know, they never move a day in their life and now they're 50 or 60. Right. Like you, you see people breaking a hip and you know what? They never say, I used to be a gymnast. Oh, I used to be a break dancer like
0: exactly e- man, exactly that's super cool that's yeah super so cool. Gio martinez and uh, richie martinez if you've never seen them they were breakdancers that went and trained to get well eddie bravo met him and he's all like you, be, you guys would be great at jujitsu and he trained these break dancers and they came up with the rubber no guard and all sorts of crazy weird things
1: i gotta look into that man i never heard about that that's so interesting
0: yeah yeah it's really really cool but yeah i think that's uh that's the end of all the questions and that was a great interview i feel that went by quick
1: Oh yeah, no kidding. All right, man. Well, that was good, man. Yeah, that, I mean that was fun.
0: Yeah, you can stop the record if you want, but that was uh, that was really good.